0: Hey, Feasters, and welcome to episode 215. Wondering what to write about to attract clients, and even if you know, how do you find the time to actually do it with all the client work? Ask is being taken over by Kim Doyle today. Welcome to the Ask podcast. I'm Jason, and I'm here to help you get past those bumps in the road, those struggles, There's things that hold you back from building an amazing and profitable freelance business each and every single day. I am super excited for today's episode because today will be the Ask Kim show. Kim Doyle is all about content. I've known her from the WordPress space for years now, but she's since pivoted her business like myself, but she focuses on helping other businesses with their content and the content creators community, which I'll link up in the show notes. She's coined the phrase, everything is content. And since I know you struggle with finding the time to write and figuring out what exactly to write about, I thought no better person to answer this than Kim. Just like you plan for your projects, plan for your business, you want to also plan for your content. Kim has the strategies to help you. She's going to share with you two strategies for making the time and then two easy strategies to get your content rolling. So let's bring Kim in. First ever guest of the Ask Rez Show. Thank you so much, Kim, for jumping in here and answering this question.
1: Thanks for having me, Rhett. I'm like, this is exciting <laughs> like to be the first <laughs> on this thing. So thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the question that of the day, the question of this episode is how to find the time to create content for their own business and what to write since they're always doing client work.
1: Yeah, this is a good one. And it's one I struggled with when I was doing client work for myself. The first thing I had to do with the time was I made a commitment and I had uh, someone hold me accountable to it too, but I did not do any client work before noon. Because I knew that if I needed to create content, my brain does not work the same way in the evening, and I was much better in the morning. And so I just I promised myself, period. And and there was so there's no client work before noon. And I was it was a lot easier to do task oriented work in the afternoon or even evening if I felt like it. But when it came to being creative, I just had to set a guideline for myself. And honestly, I I think coming up or doing something. Coming up with or doing something specific that kind of relies on consistency, which for me, it was the podcast and it, which has gotten a little off track this year, but, um, but, but truthfully it's like, oh my God, I have to publish another episode. It's kind of, it's there, like you got to get it out. You got to get it out. And so, um, you you know, I think those two things is accountability and coming up with something that you're almost publicly holding yourself accountable for Mm. works really, really well. Um, and (laughs) to your point, you know, we were talking earlier is. You, you just do it. There is no, you're not always going to feel like doing it. I don't know if you've ever listened to Mel Robbins. She has that five second rule that, you know, you're not always going to feel like doing it. Five, four, three, two, one, just do it. Right. And so there comes <laughs> a point where you have to sort of parent yourself and say, I need to do this because I actually want to be in business at the end of the year. So I, I need to make time for this. So um, mm. there's that piece, you know, and the, the content piece, it's really interesting because uh, being, having been in the WordPress space for a long time, which I've pivoted, but it's, I find a lot of WordPress people that do, whether they're developers or they're WordPress site builders, whatever you want to call it, but they tend to write more for their peers than for their clients. So there's a lot of how to do this with WordPress and, and that is helpful for DIYers, wires, but that's not necessarily a potential client down the road mm-hmm. um, because trust me, as someone who built a list of freebie seekers, um, <laughs> it, it, it can totally backfire on you. And so you know, if I were doing site work today or if I had clients, that would be my primary uh, primary focus for content is I would do case studies and I would talk about the business and I would highlight them and maybe even email four or five questions, but the but come up with their entire project and just do a case study story. Tell the story of what you did, why you did it, because it's kind of, well, twofold. One is that if you're using, let's say, I don't know why this came to me, maybe because I just had a bagel, but a bakery, right? <laughs> <laughs> So let's say there's like a local bakery and you're using that, obviously the name of the bakery, but you've got, you know, bakery website, you know, gift certificate increase 36%. Like one of the last local sites I ever did was a local spa and I knew the owner and we bartered, which was awesome because I had like a year and a half of massages, <laughs> but it was, he said, their gift certificate sales went up 76%. The first month the site mm. went live because I put that damn button everywhere And the site was responsive and all that stuff. And so, but I would do that. Every site or every project would be a a really good piece of content. And you're going to talk about start, you know, before, after, get the client to share it. Because then the other piece of that... More than likely, I would then take the post, do really simple email copy and say, you know, if your client has an email list, if the bakery has an email list, let them know we featured you on our site. Let the local newspaper know you featured. Those just few little steps, even if you did one of those a month. You could create really, really good content. So that mm-hmm. would be like my core strategy, truly, as a business. Um, because locally, you're going to get recognized—not recognized, but you know, people are going to locally be like, "Oh, I love this bakery," and and talk about your client socially. Like, "Oh, we just did this mm-hmm. project. I love this." And then do more than tell about the project, but you know, I love the cinnamon rolls at the bakery. I don't know what is up <laughs> with the food thing. With me. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Kim's midday afternoon. Um, but from that piece, you know, it's like, they're going to be so appreciative of that. Who do you think is going to be their first referral for that? The other angle you could take with this is simply to create content about local businesses, period. If if you're doing local, if you're not here's, and I, and I don't remember why I heard this example, but I thought it was kind of brilliant. Um, was, I think it was like a doctor or plastic surgeon. And they created a podcast for golfers. And so obviously their ideal client needs to have some disposable income. Golfers probably tend to have disposable income. So you can also create content that serves your customers, your potential customers, where they are. And so it's finding that balance. And obviously you're not going to take a, like, let's say you're an agency or developments, you do websites, digital marketing, whatever. You're not going to do a super random niche Thing, but you could talk about something that serves your ideal client and maybe do a separate site for it. I mean, there's no reason you couldn't do a separate site, a separate podcast. Um, but I really think just telling the stories of what you're doing, how it's working, highlighting other people is the easiest way to start getting the content machine rolling.
0: Mm. I love that. Yeah. I mean, highlighting your clients. I think a lot of people are like skeptical of doing that because they don't want to one feel as they're airing the dirty laundry, so to speak, or you know, like, hey, this company had this problem and I came in and solved it kind of thing. It's like I think a lot of people struggle with that tug-of-war kind of thing where they don't want to expose the warts of their own customers, but at the same time, you are solving their problem. They're you're essentially promoting them.
1: Well, yeah, and don't you think there's a there's a way, like think of um <laughs> God, the most random stories are popping in my head today. I'm sorry, Jason. But like <laughs> like you think of like makeover shows, right? For the most yeah. part, when someone is nominated for a makeover, let's say, it's like, okay, you see them and forget whether or not they look like a schlep rock before, right? Most people are so giddy for how the person feels after the makeover. And like you can see and feel that energy from that person who just was like, "Oh, wow, I have a whole lot of life left in me. I I don't look as bad as I thought and I never thought of wearing my hair this length or whatever it is." But so you think about it and I would approach it from a look, this business has so much to give that they deserve their website or they deserve this to represent who they truly are. And the bottom line is, you know, they were busy focusing on their business. That's why we're here to help them take that further, you know. So it it totally takes practice and being able to reframe it in a way that says, look, we love you. And and I think it's a simple way to just tell your client, Are you comfortable with this? We like to share the stories of our clients. We're gonna highlight you. We're gonna feature you. We love what you're doing. Who's gonna say no to that? You know, and just right. be respectful. It's it's kind of, you know, basics. And I understand that. Right. Uh-oh, fear, but try and do it more from a storytelling perspective versus a before and after portfolio. This is supposed to serve people who are digging for the right person to partner with, as opposed to, okay, you can make stuff look pretty, but can you help me make money?
0: Right. I love that. Yep. thanks. Totally on point. Yeah. So everybody listening, go check out Kim's content creators planner. She's got a, basically the recipe book for how to plan out your content. Um, This thing is awesome. Uh, If you're struggling with content, what to write, at least this allows you to kind of see it black and white as you start to jot down ideas and it actually walks you through all the steps. If you're writing a blog post, these are the things you need to do. If you're creating a podcast, these are the things you need to create to make that podcast. So go ahead, check that out. I'll link that up in the show notes. Kim, thank you very much for sharing your insights in here. And aside from the planner, where can folks reach out and say thanks?
1: Uh, KimDoyle.com. And it's (laughs) D-O-Y-A-L. I always have to spell that. KimDoyle.com. Best place to find me.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much, Kim, for today's answer. If you enjoyed this, where I bring on an expert to answer that question, let me know. Find me on Twitter, at Rez, or head on over to my website, Rez.com, and find that chat bubble. Let me know how you enjoyed it. I'll be sure to pass that on to Kim as well. Until next time, it's your time to live in the feast.